Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest is a return. It's Casey Shepard, the 6'2 blonde bombshell from Minnesota, the uh, trainer and, and just a life coach pretty much. And we talk about how the changes in her life since the first podcast and and how and she's in a relationship and how that, that has affected her and her business life and her life and what she has going on in businesses. This is a really introspective uh, conversation and I love it. I just love talking to this person because she's so inspirational. She makes me want to get off my ass and start working out. So I hope you like this conversation with uh, Casey Shepard and tell me how you uh, how you guys like it. Thank you so much. Oh, my favorite part, why? It never gets old, why, why? Feels like the first old. time. I know. It, it's always like the first time, though. That's why I, I love my show. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And let me tell you something. The first time I had my this guest on, I, I was blown away by her Instagram profile and looked her up. I was like, oh, my gosh. And she definitely delivered the goods. And I continued to stalk her because that's what creepers do. And then she agreed to come on again, which I'm like, oh, thank you. And we're going to make it happen again because so many changes has ha- have happened in her life. She don't talk about it. She's all about it. She just got back from vacation. She went to her motherland. We're going to talk about that and what else is going on in her life. So let's bring back. We're going to uh, run it back, as the kids say, to one of my favorite guests, the 6'2 bombshell from Minnesota. Minnesota, Miss Casey Lee Shepard. How you doing, Casey? Oh, I'm so good. That's Thanks great. For me again. Uh, uh, you know what? It's my pleasure to have you on again. I mean, when, when beautiful women say, Can I come on again? I go, uh, duh. I mean, seriously, uh. duh. If you, I hope you I hope you come to Indianapolis sometime and have you in the studio so people can see you up close in person, just what kind of person you are up close in person. Because I don't think the pictures do you justice. You know what I mean? Well, would you know? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. That is. I, I've never seen you up close in person unless I've actually stalked you, like I said, but I, I haven't. I might been... and you might be like, oh, damn. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. No, just... it'd be a good damn like, oh, damn. And you'd be like, oh, damn. I mean, you know, it'd be two different all damns. You're like, oh, damn. And I'd be like, oh, damn. <laughs> but anyway, you're back from vacation. You went to your motherland. You are uh, Nordic or Norwegian. And you went to Green, uh, no, Iceland and Norway, right? Yeah. Yep. We went, did a little stopover in Iceland on the way to Norway, and I'm definitely Scandinavian. I actually did like a heritage DNA test right when I got back because it just, I mean, I, I don't know the splits, but then it got me even like wanting to know even more. I've got some German, Scandinavian, and then I'm a mix of everything else. So, yeah, we got to see all the Nordic vibes, and I kind of, I guess I didn't stand out as much over there, which was interesting. <laughs> Well, no offense, but yeah, you, you look all the way Nor- Norwegian. I mean, all the way. Like, there's no way denying your heritage. I mean, a yeah. little bit maybe German, but I mean, if you see, you go, yeah, she's Norwegian. I mean, Norwegian, Scandinavian. I mean, there's no denying it. You know how sometimes, like, Africa has their carbon footprint everywhere? Only if you go to Norway, you go, nah, I don't think so. Not not, not really here. I mean, it's yeah. that's all the way Norwegian, and you are. But Norway's a great country, actually. I mean, they've won more Olympic gold medals and in, in, uh, more Olympic medals in the Winter Olympics than any other country. They're smart. They have uh, the longest, one of the highest uh, longevity rates for, for living. I think that they average 82 years old for living. So you have great genes in you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and you, when you go to, I mean, it's my first time that I was in Europe. So it's just interesting to see different way of living, different way of life. Um, they're definitely more like, I would say socialist than we are here in the U S and I mean, you can drink straight out of the, 
I mean, I don't know how people feel about tap water. I don't drink tap water just because of the minerals, but it's like over there, you can fill up in the bathroom sink and the water tastes absolutely pure. You get done with the shower and there's zero mineral residue. Like everything is just purely clean there. You know, every, the way that they <clears throat> live their lifestyle, um, it's just interesting. So you can kind of see why that is, you know, why they're just a healthier country that people are taken care of a little bit differently. And, you know, they don't have, they have different freedoms there than we do, but like, like you don't tip over there because everyone's like on a salary, even the bartenders and stuff. So it's just interesting. Wow. I, I know they only have uh, countries to the east of them, but not to the west. Like they're to the west. They have the, the ocean. All right. And so that's why yeah. they're they're uh, uh, big in the, in the oil. But on the east, they only have what? I think Sweden <laughs> and Finland. Right. Yep. Right. Right. Border is Sweden. And then yep, Finland's right on the other side of there. And then you go south and it's like Ireland, Scotland, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's why we did the little stop. I mean, they have like a thing with Iceland where you just can do a little stopover and we had to kind of transfer through Iceland anyway. So we're like, let's stop here for like two days on our way over. And then we hit three different cities in Norway. So we were like on a flight every other day, uh, which was cool. It was, every city had something different. So I feel like we got the whole like Nordic experience and stayed with some of one of my really good friends, Sonia, um, she's like fourth generation, hundred percent Norwegian American. So she had some family up in Trondheim. We stayed with for a few days and got to do like the authentic foods and they cooked for us. And we got to stay in one of the fjords and, you know, it was very like, cool. Let's just see what like the culture is like here, what people, you know, live like. And just what's a more fjord? The- what's a fjord? A fjords are like those channels that go through, like, you know, cause they're, everything's on the coast. Like you said, the ocean just borders right on the country of Norway. Right. The fjords are like the channels that come in through the ocean through these huge, huge mountain peaks. Um, and like in Norway, a lot of people are just like, everyone's from like a different fjord. Like if you're hundred percent Norwegian. So like families grow up in these little towns that are in these little like fjord nooks. So when you look up the fjords of Norway, they're just these gorgeous like towns up the sides of these giant mountain peaks. And so you go through these little channels and that's kind of how they bring in shipments through the ocean and into these little channels. So it's, it's, I don't, I guess it's like the easiest way I can explain it. I'm probably butchering part of it, but we did go on a fjord tour when we were in Bergen, which is like the city that's Southwest, like right on the kind of the, um, ocean side there in Norway. That was like the first stop we went. So we kind of stayed right in the marina there, uh, fresh seafood every day. And then we went on like a little fjord tour one afternoon, which was awesome. Like these giant waterfalls coming down. I like posted a waterfall video with it. Like I in the saw back. that. I, rem- I, I remember seeing that, man, you know, the, but, but the Norse, you know, they, they actually, uh, there came a time they kind of ruled. They, they went over, they even, invaded russia back in the day 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 i mean they're legendary for being did you see the movie norseman you know i didn't see it but i saw some stuff come up and i like i learned on my trip like how like the vikings were like they some of them were like not good people they like enslaved and like stole and raped people and women and you know there was some there was some stuff that happened i think on their way over there but um it was it was definitely an interesting like learning experience, which is like the more I learned, the more I was like, God, I got to see if I have that 
in me somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, if you think about it, back in the day with history, everybody's done something bad to everybody. That's just the truth. Find me a country who's who's got a clean slate, and I'll show you a country that doesn't exist. I mean, that's basically how it is. I mean, there's shitty people in everything. Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, Iceland was like a complete, like that was an awesome experience. I definitely needed more time there too, just to see some of the different stuff there and how, how they live there. Evidently with Iceland and I mean, they named it Iceland so they could hide there and people would think that it wasn't safe to go there. Like you just learn random facts about things when you're traveling where you're like, hi, I never really thought about that. You know, you went to the blue lagoon. I mean, to the point when I saw that. I literally yeah. thought it was one of those accounts I follow that, you know, I'll, I'll know, I know I'll never talk to the girl because I was like, who is this? And it was actually you and you were going to that little, seriously, you were going to, I guess, at a hotel yeah. or whatever. And you yeah. opened the window and went out to the Blue Lagoon. How was that? And did you pee in the water? Oh, I did not pee in the water. I feel like that's gross. Well, you yeah. never know. I mean, you, you no. know, you're a Viking. Um, you got that Viking. It, it was cool. It was, it's kind of one of those things where like I, the more I was researching about whatever, like that's kind of like the main attraction that everyone goes to. So it's very touristy, but at the same time, you're like, okay, this is pretty awesome. Like I need to go. So, um, that rail went like, got so many views too. Like, so a ton of people saw that once I made it, but it was, it was cool. Like the water literally is that blue. Um, and it's, it's natural. I mean, they, they put it in like a, it is like a, handmade pool but the water that's pumped in comes from like the the pure waters of like iceland like it's you can smell the sulfur and stuff in the minerals and you can see the minerals on all like the sides of the pool and the rocks and stuff so it's it's pure like there's no chemicals or like anything in it was it like a life-changing trip i mean as far as like seeing how like it's the first time in europe being that to me your first time in europe you're like wow i mean it's always i at least for me it was it was eye-opening see how other people live and go I wonder if I could live like this. I mean, how was it for you? I mean, I, I kind of was like, Oh, I wonder if I, I don't know. There was some, there's some part of like knowing like, this is where I have some extended like roots from. And my, one of my closest friends, Sonia too, she's like, God, I wonder if we'll like go there and be like, God, this is where I belong, you know? Right. But we got there and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is cool. Just taking it in. And I left being like, Hey, I'm really glad we did that. That was an amazing experience. But I think because like, I mean, in Europe, everyone speaks English too, for the most part. So it's like, you realize you're in another country and you're seeing all these amazing things, but it's like, I took a flight for one day over there and we're here now. And there's like the part of my brain that doesn't like compute that I'm in like a whole nother country sometimes. So I don't know if it would be like, I'd have to be somewhere I'm completely immersed with people who don't speak my language, who look completely different, like than I do or, or what it was, but it was a, it was a different trip. Cause I'm such a, like, I want to be on the beach. I want to go like hop around to restaurants and bars and do all these things. But like we went on this trip being like, we just want to see and experience as much as possible, which is why we were just like, go, go, go. Let's go to all these cities. Let's hike. Let's go to like see all these. I mean, when we were in Iceland, we saw the geysers. We saw the waterfalls. We saw state parks. uh, We saw the Blue Lagoon, you know, the natural springs. You know, it was I mean, we, I worked Tim's the whole time in a raincoat for most of the trip. Cause it was just like that gloomy, rainy, whatever, yeah. but we like loved it. And that was just like what we knew that we were getting into. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I feel kind of like, I don't know how to feel about it. Even I loved it. it was amazing. And now I want to see other things and just compare and kind of experience it all. 
Well, you always talked about, and even on your, uh, some of your posts on Instagram, whatever, you talked about sometimes it's good to be uncomfortable because that will like, uh, ignite growth in you. So did, yeah. you ha- did you experience that in your own, like, had to eat your words or like, okay, this is what I say now. I have to practice what I preach. Because when I go over there, whenever I go to Europe, it used to be, I swear, I would, I would get the rental car. And then I would get lost for about an hour, and I'd be like, why the hell am I even over here? And once I found my uh, my hotel and everything, I was like, okay, I'm good. But it's always like that first hour that you're over there, you're uncomfortable. But then once you get settled in, it's good. Did you find that way also that where you were uncomfortable, but you were like, okay. And then once you got your bearings about you, you go, okay. You know, I didn't I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. And I, I mean, one of the big reasons is we hired a travel agent for our trip. So everything was like planned up. We were going through so many cities and, you know, we didn't know what time we needed to be here to connect to here, to have, take this train to this place and whatever. And so I think that, I mean, cause I can be a little type A. So I think that helped me to just be able to relax and enjoy the trip and not have to like, I mean, we had a few little hiccups throughout, which, you know, always happens, but I could relax and kind of enjoy it and then just allow everything to happen and kind of take it in. Um, but I mean, when I was in my twenties, I thought people were crazy who wanted to spend all their money traveling. It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, why would you spend like this much money on a trip when you could just buy this instead? Like I, I didn't understand it. And right. and maybe it comes with, you know, being more successful in business and actually having the money to be able to go do that and travel and, and do that sort of thing. But it doesn't ignite. I mean, I think it triggers things unknowingly. Like I think it can trigger a certain energy or a certain feeling. Um, and for whatever reason, business blows up every time I travel. I think it's just the, you know, I speak a lot about law of attraction and stuff. So I think there's this feeling of like stepping away from the day to day and just allowing your like energy to flow and putting it out to the universe and being like, I'm open for what's coming or what, you know, comes in and just getting away and experiencing. You appreciate things in a different way when you see how other people live or you know, you can, you compare your life to what they have there and see, you know, this is amazing and love this, but I could see why, you know, you know, people like to be in America or people, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. So it just makes you step back and understand things from a new level. And I've never been like a history buff, but like learning some of these things, I was like, wow, like there's so much more to this world than, you know, people live in their little holes on the day to day, just getting out and experiencing that puts life into perspective in a way that you don't get to do on like a daily basis. Well, with age should come perspective. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I would sometimes people would, would not like, I'm very careful to criticize somebody younger than me because I was once there. I mean, I know right. how I used to think all the time and, and yep. now it's like, I've been like traveling, you know, internationally for like, I don't know, the last 10 years maybe. And that's my favorite thing to do. And now I understand, yep. like, I wish I would have done it younger, but I don't know if I would have had the same perspective. You know what I mean? And it's like you, I, I see how people live. And sometimes I'm like, I wouldn't mind living, living here just to see how long I could do it or yeah. to see if I could, you know, uh, acclimate myself to that. Now, did you, did you go work out while you were over there? We did not work you out at all. Oh, you got lazy? No, I like, I think it's the longest I've ever not worked out, honestly. Cause I think, I think even for like two days after I got back, I was like, no, but I was so sore, like the entire time. I think it was like maybe nine or 10 days. I didn't work out, but we walk, I mean, you're in Europe. That's you're just walking so much. Yes. And 
were hiking and walking on these, you know, excur- we had like an eight hour excursion in Iceland one day and we were walking around all these national parks and up the stairs and up the sides of the mountains. And, you know, you go to do, you know, one little thing and you think it's going to be this quick little walk and then suddenly you're hiking down for like an hour. So, um, I mean, I think that, I mean, the food there is super healthy. Like I love seafood and you're right, right on the coast. So it was like fresh seafood, like, I mean, I think that's one of the things with traveling that always kind of stressed me out was like being able to stay away from certain things that I don't eat or I can't eat with allergies and whatever. But, I, you know, we did our research going. I mean, they are big coffee fanatics there. So I was like very excited about that because like every single even like the gas stations have like the most fancy espresso machines you've ever seen. Like yes. on or like a 7-Eleven. It's like some digital espresso machine with coffees that I've never even heard of in my life that you can specialty make on your own. And so, I mean, the downfall is that we were to have a little too much caffeine just to like keep <laughs> ourselves going. So I crashed out the back. I don't even think it was like lack of sleep, but yeah, we were walking so much. You're kind of eating less just because you're on the go all the time. And then when you do eat, it's like, for me, I was just like, I don't eat bad. So it was like fresh seafood and whatever. So, I mean, it, I wasn't worried about not working out. It was getting a ton of exercise. I think it was kind of good for my system. Just have like a little break anyway, a step away. So speaking of that, how do you go from like not getting burned out? I mean, I know you're a coach now and, but you're always working out and you've been working out probably your whole life, you know, being an athlete, a star Mm -hmm. athlete like you were. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, how did, cause now I'm at the stage of my life now where honestly, if it's a day above 30 degrees. I'm on my bicycle. I'm cycling. That's what I love doing. Like now I hardly ever hit the gym unless I'm going to work a cruise now. So how do you avoid burnout and say to somebody like, you know, who's at the gym, who's been working out their whole life. And I see it at the gym all the time. The guy that comes in and he, he gets on the the bench press and then he goes and gets on the shoulders and he does like, how do you avoid burnout now at your stage? And what would you say to somebody who's maybe gonna maybe experiencing it? Like they get that kind of like, you can see they're drudging their way through a workout. Like, how do you, how are you fighting your way through that? Or do you have that? Well, I, I think the most important thing is to, to tell people that burnout happens to everybody and the feeling unmotivated or being exhausted is just a very normal thing. Like, I think you get used to feeling so good that we think that it's always going to be that way. And it's not, I mean, especially like spring and fall for me when allergies are kicking in and whatever, my system has like a hard time. So I think it's just knowing like, it's okay that I don't go like hundred percent in every workout and, and kill myself. I'm not somebody who trains to the highest level at this point in my life, because I know that I have a sensitive system and I know that that's always like a very delicate balance for me. So I do have weeks or, you know, periods of time where, I am less motivated. I'm not as strong. Things hurt in my system. My joints and muscles, like I don't recover as quickly. And you just learn like, Hey, this is just a part of, you know, the process of, you know, you're not always going to feel good. You're not always going to be motivated. Like you're not always going to know why, but for, especially for the people who are killing themselves all the time, I mean, your nutrition plays a huge role in that. Um, How hard you're pushing yourself in the gym. I mean, we're not like Superman. We can't, tolerate the stress on our bodies 24 seven, because working out the neural fatigue from just pushing yourself all the time, all those things play such a huge role in um, how you can recover your strength levels being up there. You well, know, are you, so 
Are you, I'm sorry. Are you incorporating new new techniques though? Because I mean, I see you all the time, and you're working with weight still, and you yeah. know, re- relatively heavy. And I'm at the stage now where the biggest thing that's helped me out now is bands. I love working with bands, and that's a different kind of workout. I get the flexibility along with you know everything else. So, are you incorporating new techniques, or are you are you constantly learning about? Hey, maybe you try this, and it's going to be newer. Maybe today is going to be all cardio with a little bit of weights. Yeah. I mean, I only lift three days a week. Um, I do one upper body day, one lower body day. And then like usually my Saturdays are kind of like a touch up day for like a full body. Um, I know most people think that I lift heavy at this point, but for me, it's very moderate compared to what I used to do. I don't do any compound movements like back squats or barbell, like bench press. And I mean, a lot of it is just injury prevention and not you learn better, more efficient ways to do things and still get the, the most out of your workouts instead of having to kill yourself and thinking that those are the only optimal ways to do things, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, some of it's like, you know, I follow some great pages and educational stuff and I'm, I'm always learning about that. But a lot of it's just like working around like old injuries or the way my body feels sometimes. And like knowing like, how can I hit this still without having to like get under all this weight? Cause that's really what starts to throw your system out of whack. So I wouldn't say that it's anything special. I stick to the stuff that I know works. That's the most efficient. I don't do any of these like crazy, like booty girl workouts that are out there now (laughs) upside down on the machine. You know what I mean? It's like, there are certain things that work and that's what I stick to. It's the way that I write my clients programs. It's what feels good to me, you know, getting the most out of, you know, doing the least almost. So When we talk about that, and we also talk about what you uh, guys have to go through as far as that everybody wants that quick fix, you mm-hmm. know, with, with the imbalance and like the time it takes to transform your body. Now, how do you deal with that when somebody, because we're dealing with society now where everything wants, everybody wants the thing done now. Like, you know, maybe two weeks, you know, how come I'm not noticing anything? How come this isn't working? Like, how do you deal with that if a client says that? Like, you go, hey, it's about time. You got to be like, it's going to happen. Yeah. How do you get them to stay the course? Because, you know, you have to, otherwise people get discouraged, especially now. I mean, we live in a now, now, now society with the cell phones. Like, hey, man, I text you 30 minutes ago. Why didn't you get back? Well, I'm living a life. I've got to do this and that. So how are you dealing with that? Yeah. I mean, it comes down to education. We're not educated on the really, like, deeper rooted things that are in our bodies, like hormones or genetics or, like, the fact that if you're fat your entire life, like your body's just not going to respond the same as someone else, you know? So you may, Hey, get this little bout of motivation and want to hire a coach to do this, but that doesn't mean that your body's going to respond to it. The second you start eating healthy and people think oh, I've been eating like crap and now I'm eating healthy. Like, why isn't this happening? And it's like your insulin sensitivity, your hormones are messed up. Your body's been in fat storing mode your entire life or for X amount of years, or whatever the case is. And so there, there is just so many things that can happen, you know, that people don't realize are, are causing issues. So for me, it's educating the client and like trying to motivate them at the same time as being like, Hey, there, there is no other option at this point. Like you either a put in the time or B it's never going to happen for you. And I'm not claiming that I know everything or exactly what's someone's system's going on, but like, unless you give this hundred percent shot and do this for long enough, will you even know if this is remotely, you know, what's going to get you there? So I think for me, it's individually coaching people on a certain level, but then the hormone side that I preach is let's take a deeper dive, see what's going on. And then based on how you're responding and all these things, just trying to help people understand why 
whether they want to believe it or they want to do their own research or put the pieces together, you know, that's on them. But, you know, I made this, the post the other day, like, you're never going to figure out what's going on with your body from one person or one Instagram post or one thing. I mean, I think the, the part for me when I was like going through a lot of my healing stuff in my twenties was like, I would learn something and I would, you know, find some amazing, you know, research on something. And I would think, wow, this is like the end all be all. This has been my problem this whole time. Right. Well, you, you quickly realize that's not it, but it might be a slight piece to the puzzle. So there are so many of these pieces that float around that it's really about being able to put them all together and consistency over everything. Most people aren't willing to be consistent for long enough to allow their system to sort of just like pick back up and learn a new norm. You know, our bodies are smart. They want to be in this balanced homeostasis. They will always go back to like a certain threshold, but you have to be at a certain place for long enough so that, you know, your body can pick up on that and do what it, what you're trying to get it to do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. With hormones and stuff. I mean, we have receptors, we have, you know, different, I mean, like, uh, there's something called, um, uh, it's like saliva testing and stuff for hormones where you can kind of take like a deeper dive. So you see like metabolic pathways that hormones go down and which receptors are receptors are active. And there's just so many different ways that the body can react. It, it can just be hard. So like, like I was getting at, the main thing is just trying to educate people to the best that I can and explain to them, but trying to kind of, for me personally, when I work with clients is filter out the people ahead of time that might, might just not be a good fit. Like if you're coming to me right off the bat, asking me how long this is going to take for you to fix this issue, I'm already going to say like, this might not be a good fit because I can't tell you that, you know? Well, how many, like, do you, do you have you ever had a client who's just a whiner? Like, oh, this hurts. I don't want to do this. I mean, there's got to be one. The more imbalanced someone's body is, the more issues they have, like, the more mentally it's affected them, you know? And I get it because I was, I was crazy for a long time when I was trying to figure out my own stuff because you're you're so ultra sensitive. Your body's so sensitive that you could react to this one day and not the next. And you, you overanalyze and you overguess and it kind of just, it does make you crazy. And then you're investing so much time and emotion into it that you do get scared the second something happens, you know, or you feel like it's not making progress. But like I preach mind, body, spirit, it's, it's the mental side, you know, and there's such an emotional aspect to a lot of this stuff too, where, I do believe that a lot of like disease and imbalances are rooted in emotional trauma or emotional, you know, past. So I think that's why I always try to preach with this sort of coaching, the physical, you start to see some of the emotional stuff like coming out through that. And that's why a lot of people can't stick to it is the emotional is coming, coming up as they're working through the physical or vice versa where they're triggered by something physically that's triggering an emotion and they will binge on their diet or they can't stick with it or they, they sabotage themselves, but it's like, they're not realizing that there's emotional stuff here that you've not dealt with. And that's why your body is physically creating these issues or you're getting cravings or, you know, you're an emotional eater. People like to call like, you know, all of that is other issues. It has nothing. I mean, that's the problem. So, so you're like a psychiatrist and like a trainer and every everything to the combined, basically. 
Like, I, mean, I, I mean, honest. Well, I mean, it really is because if somebody has like, say, some emotional problems come in, like, all right, I want you to get me well. I want to lose this yeah. weight, but they're dealing with something else. You go, oh boy, what? Do you ask them about that? Like, okay, like, uh, like, do you yeah. like, have like a hey, how was your childhood? How did you eat during your childhood? Like, how how are you eating now? When do you eat? Why do you eat? Sometimes, because sometimes with me, sometimes I just feel like. I got to have something in my mouth. Like I want, like, so, like on the way here, I was like, do I have enough time to stop and get me some Beyond Meat jerky? You know, that's a, a new thing I have is that, you know, plant-based jerky. Do I have enough time to go do that? Like, I feel like I got to have something at all times, either in my mouth or just a little bit of something, even if I'm not hungry. Like, yeah. what, what does that point to if I was your client and I said that? I mean, some of it's just habitual. You know what I mean? Like. How do you break that cycle? I mean, it depends. Like for, for you, I, had, I mean, we talked about this before with you, I remember, but it's like, are you eating enough? Cause I mean, cravings for most people like craving, yes, it could be, you know, just a mental thing, but a lot of it's rooted in other things in the body. Like, are you getting enough protein? Like, is your blood sugar elevated? Are you like, is your stress high where you, you have like that anxious, like need, you know, there's a lot of things that it, it could be. And so it's hard to know until you work with someone on an individual basis, like, how is your lifestyle? How much sleep are you getting? What are these other things? Or do you just, I mean, for some people I'm like, discipline doesn't just come. It needs to be practiced. Right. So yeah, I want to eat chocolate every single day, but I don't, why don't I? Because I, I exercise the discipline for long enough to realize like, I don't need it and I can live without it, you know? So what if somebody's coming to you from a non-disciplined background though? Like, like, cause I mean, honestly, yeah, there's people, you know, like us who have a discipline and, and you have maybe a jerk or whatever, and they come to you for that, but they're not coming from a disciplined background and you're yeah. trying to get them because the, I think change is the hardest thing in the world, yeah. especially the beginning and to stay on that track to make change a habit. You know what yeah. I mean? To where it's just, it's by rote. I mean, growing up, you know, being an athlete, you, if I don't know about you, but it's like, okay, you know, you work out, eat, blah, 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 whatever. Now, but always that day, you're going to get that workout in. And then, and that, and that to me has become a habit for the last 40 years. How old I am. I mean, I, before I just work out, I mean, that's just part of the who I am. When I wake up, right. smoothie, boom, workout. So how do you get somebody coming from an, an undisciplined background to incorporate that change and to make that change a, a habit? I mean, it comes down to, do you want it enough? Are you sick of where you're at enough to want to do it? I mean, we don't, we don't, I don't, not everyone's amazing with finances or paying their bills, but you have to do it, right? You're forced to do it because why, otherwise you're going to, you know, go to jail or you're going to, your credit's going to be shot or whatever. So I don't care if you're bad at, at managing your money or not, but you figure out a way to do it or, or a way that it works for you mm -hmm. to figure it out. I mean, everyone does their finances in a different way. Right. So it's about figuring out what works for you and the best way to do it. You have to, you have to figure that out. You don't have a choice because it's a part of your life. Well, nutrition and whatever, you have that choice every day to do certain things. Well, you might, you might not be good at it. You might not, whatever, but you have to explore how does my personality work? What's the best way for me to do that? And do I want to do it enough? But people don't look at it as like a necessity. Like they do like, money or other priorities in their life with bills. Like some people have to live on a very strict budget for their lives because they only have a certain amount of money coming in. Right. Well, you do that because it's enough of a priority in your life, because if not, you're not gonna be able to eat at the end of the day. So with nutrition and working out and all that stuff, it's about making it enough of a priority in your life to decide that it's just, it's the mindset and the way that you think about it. Cause there's a, there's something for everyone that doesn't come very easier. And that's really hard. Like everyone has something they struggle a lot with. What do you struggle but, with? What do you struggle with? What do you struggle um, with? 
I, I've overcome a lot of them. I, I did have a lot of hard time in my 20s with like organization with finances and some of that stuff. And I had to learn the hard way how to like manage my money in, in the proper way and how to, you know, stay disciplined with that. I did have, you know, I had a lot of neuroticism around like food in the opposite way that most people were. In what um, way? Like in what way? What well, I mean, I had OCD and anxiety and all that stuff. So for me, there was a lot of like control around it in a different way because it was the only thing that could make me st- like stay sort of disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when I first got into shows and stuff, you know, I learned the structure or whatever, when that was gone, my whole world like blew up after my first show. So I went through a period of like really bad, like binge eating, um, after my first show. Cause it was like a lack of control. I didn't know how. And, and so I, I mean, I have people that come to me and they have this like feeling of perfection. And if they're not perfect, they don't know how to keep their shit together, which I mean, I was, I was there. I did it. I do think there was some hormonal stuff that was way off the wagon, but a lot of it is just practicing. I I never gave it up. I just over time learned to have a better balance with it. It never came super easy to me, you know, but, but you just, you have to figure it out and learn from other people that have been through it or, you know, now what are you struggling with? What are you struggling with now? Now that you got um, that part out, what do you was squirrel? What? So I'm a, I call myself a squirrel. Like I'm a huge squirrel. So um, sometimes just staying on point with getting things done at a certain time or, you know, time management can be tough for me sometimes. So I have lists like everywhere. I have reminders in my phone. I have, you know, I have to turn off my phone at certain times of the day because I just, I, I'm legitimately, ADD and my mind goes like a thousand miles a minute. So it's, I know, and that's why, and that's why honestly, I was so glad that, that, that you agreed to this because I can tell how busy you are and you always ask the questions in a, in a DM like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, yeah. You go, oh yeah, I forgot about this. And I go, man, she's busy. And I can just tell. <laughs> so now that you're busy and I know why you're busy could because you are in a relationship now. I have, yes. And, and look at that smile. I love the smile. You're like, I, okay, so when I saw this, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, man. Like, my heart sank, but I was like, I was so happy because you're happy. Uh, but I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, okay. And then I saw that he's 285 pounds of pure muscle. And I go, okay, he's got one thing over me. He's 25. I mean, I'm still like that. I'm still like GQ. Smooth. Is he 25? Uh, no, I said, no, he's 285. He's 285. Oh, okay. I he's 25 of pure muscle. Right. And I'm like, whatever, whatever of like, it's kind of squishy a little bit here and there, but like, like my stomach is like a, it's like a traffic jam. It's it's a mess. Other than that, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not like him. I know I, you guys, and you're at that stage, honestly, where I look at it, I go, Oh God, they're like disgustingly happy where they, you guys videotape each other working out and you're in each other's selfies. And I'm like, Jesus, but I'm so happy for you. And, and it's weird because the little thing, I try to notice the little things, but like, I think he said something like he, he was like, OK, I know she's got to do this. So I'm going to let her go ahead and do this. And I'm going to stay out of her way because she's got to do this. So now that you're in a relationship now and I'm not going to go too far deep into it because I know how that goes. But like, how do you uh, like get the time now to like devote to him, but also do your business and still like maintain that that, that, that symbiosis? It's a hard, it's a hard balance. He also calls me a squirrel, too, because I've used that term like since day one with him. I know. So like. I'll be on the phone and I'll be like trying to email and do whatever. And he's like, all right, I want to let you go. Cause you're like squirreling out right now. So it's now like, uh, it's like now like a way that we describe certain tr- personality traits of me is like squirreling out. 
So, I mean, it, it's a hard balance. I mean, it's a new world for me. I've been single for nine years until wow. I've been nine? I'm, yeah. No. I mean, I've dated like very, you know, for brief periods of time through there, but n- n- no significant anything in that period of time. So, why this guy? Why this guy and why now? Because nine years is like, it's, I was going to ask you, were you locked up? I mean, honestly, nine years is a long time. I mean, I've been that way too, basically. But what's your story? Like, why was it nine years? And now are you hard to deal? Are you hard to deal with? Or are you like, I can't deal with just frivolous. I got to be, somebody's got to be on the mentally and physically with me. And obviously he is physically, obviously, because they do this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I mean, just to be straight up with him, like he's, he did his first show last December and now was competing at nationals end of the year. Like I didn't want to date someone that competed because I've been there, done that. I'm in this place where I'm balanced and I want to just go out and have fun and do all these things. So like when we first started talking and I found out he did shows, I immediately was like, I'm 50% out right now. Like I'm not like interested really. And, you know, we met, we went on a couple dates and I mean, it was, it went really well, but there was this part of me in the beginning that was just like, oh, I just don't know, like if I can make this work, like, I don't know if this is what I want. You know, I, do, I don't need to, I never needed to date someone who was that big. It's just like how it ended up working out, you know, I've dated all, all different kinds of guys. And so it just ended up hitting off with him. But I think they say like, you know, just can be unexpected and some of it's timing. And after my last relationship, I, I probably took like three or four years. I just didn't even care to date. I was competing on the pro circuit. I was like, you know, just blind to anything that was around me. I just really didn't care about anyone else or anything. I was building my business. I just, so yeah, it's for a long time. So it was maybe like the last four or five years that I've really been like dating. And like, you know, I think when you know, you, you learn yourself on a deeper level with how spiritual and analytical and really getting to understand yourself and doing some of the shadow work and understanding your traumas, like what your goals are in life, what you really want, what you need from someone to, to keep you at your best. And, you know, but at, at the same time, like push you to grow better, it becomes, it becomes like a needle in a haystack. Right. So it's, you're looking for all of these traits and someone it doesn't, it's not to the point where you're not giving certain opportunities a chance to grow or whatever. Like, and there was a lot of things that at first I was like, no, that's not what I want yeah. based on just what I saw on the surface. But, yeah. um, at the same time, when you know yourself well enough, I think it's easy to start to see like, how do I feel with somebody, yeah. you know, the, for me, the most important thing is, and I know, know you totally get this is just like being able to be like a little kid and be silly and stupid and laugh your ass off and just be able yes. to sit added room with someone and talk about anything for hours in, you know, chat about everything and just have fun. And like, can you do life with this person? Can I still have these goals? Do we want the same things? You know, do we match up in our lifestyles? You know, all of those things make such a big difference and you can, you know, you have wiggle room on certain things and other things you're like, this is a deal breaker. This is not. And so that being said, it was just like, for me, I just believe it's all a timing thing. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I mean, but were you at a point where you were just living life and it happened or or did you go and I talked to this one lady about it. She goes, you know what? I got to a point where I was like, OK, you know what? I'm going to ask the universe, like if somebody comes around then I'm open to it. And she goes and I think a day later she found the dude. So it's like, were you like to a point sometimes she because I mean, I'm happy being single. But every now and then I go, man, it'd be kind of nice to come home yeah. and be like, Hey, blah, 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 you know, share your day. So was it a point where you got, it'd be kind of nice to have somebody that gets me or I could talk to. And then all of a sudden, voila, he shows up. No, I mean, it, I've really, I've wanted it for a really long time. Like it's been a long time where I've been like, 
I'm, I'm waiting for like the person to show up that but you didn't settle, but you didn't right, settle. Right. But I, but at the same time, you're right. Like I have my standards. I have, I, the way I want to feel with someone, the way they make me feel the, can we communicate in a certain way? Like, are they emotionally available? I mean, I went through a series of men that were very emotionally unavailable. And then I had to do my own deep diving work and say, why do I keep attracting these emotionally unavailable guys? And there were things that I had to learn with myself from my childhood that came up that I had that, that surfaced this last summer that I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't, I didn't even know that was tucked away in there. And you know, so it's, it's reflecting. Like, like what? If you can, if you can, uh, if you can talk about it or, or you want to talk about it, like what? Yeah. Kind of- yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mentioned the last podcast just about like my dad and like, um, a little bit, just, I had anxiety, OCD, right. ADD, depression, like Tourette's, all these things. And so for me, it was like, you know, he had a very hard time with that. And I was sort of rejected emotionally in certain ways. I wasn't, I was punished for things that I couldn't help or being who I truly was. And so, um, I didn't have this issue so much in my last relationship, but it kind of came out later. Um, it was like, I was attracting emotionally unavailable guys, you know, as a, as a childhood wound, you know? So it was like, why do I keep, it was like, I was trying to prove myself to these people who are never going to be available. Right. You know? And so, yeah. So it was like, why do I keep attracting these guys who are unavailable? It, because I, you know, I'm trying to get something out of them that I, I can't, you know, I'm trying to prove myself to certain people that aren't, aren't available. Like I was, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, cause honestly, I'm the guy you're saying emotionally unavailable. I'm like, duh. I mean, at least I know I am. I know emotionally unavailable. I mean, I know that. And I don't know if I'll, I'm, I'm ever going to change that. And that's the worst thing about it. Like you'll get yeah. more out of me during this than if I, we were going out and you'd be like, so how do you feel about this? And I'd be like, well, you want to go right. nowhere again? I mean, I mean, honest, I'm just like emotionally unavailable. And I think I'll, I don't know if I'll always be that way. I just, there's a wall I get to that I just, I don't, I kind of refuse to, I can refuse, but I just like, I haven't got over that wall. Like kind of like an officer and gentleman, you got to get over that wall. See, God, I just haven't well, gotten over dep- that wall. It depends on what you want. And like, for me, I was like, I always wanted to find someone, but then like, why am I entertaining these guys that I know are not available to a certain extent. So it was realizing that and then not, not putting your time and effort in into that. And then it, just understanding what you want. And so for Angelo and I, like literally right off the bat, when we met, it was like, I was like, this is what I need for someone. I need somebody who understands certain traumas of their past, what they've been through and has at least a certain understanding of what those things are and is open because I'm an extremely like deep person. I need depth from somebody and I need I someone who can like talk about that stuff. What are you looking for? What's important to you? It was like, it was like day one. This was the conversation that we had as like adults on a first date. And I mean, he's four years younger than me. He's 32. So it was like, you know, and he'll say the same thing. Like I, he's never been in a relationship where he's been able to be as open with someone like this. You know, he's never been a, vulnerable, but it it took me, it took us from the beginning, both being in a certain place to make him feel comfortable to bring something out of him that he's never had in his life before. And, and vice versa for us to say, this is the foundation of a relationship that we're starting from day one. But how long have you guys been going out? 
four months, not even. Okay, so is it is it the newness of it? Oh, that makes you feel this way now? Or like if I come back in a year later, you go, well, that was all. I mean, do you feel like it, it, this, is a, this is the real you or is, or is it that newness where like, you know, in the beginning you're like, <laughs> like, you know, you got butterflies and you're just like, or do you feel like, okay, this is grounded in like, yeah, this person's hot, this person's deep, it's cool, and, I'm, and we're here, or is it kind of an infatuation? Because you're both very attractive people, both of you. I mean, he's an attractive dude. I don't go that way, but if I did, he'd be one of those dudes. But I mean, but I don't go that way. So, and it's weird you mentioned vulnerability because, and it's weird because I saw that picture, you guys, and it's, you're standing, I think it's after your client's uh, competition, and yeah. you, you're hugging and you give him a kiss, and it's, and I don't know why, but I always looked at you, and I still do, as like a person that's a strong person mentally and physically. And to yeah. see you have a little kiss, that just shows your vulnerability. And that, that picture may have touched me more than all of your pictures. I, there's yeah. something about you. That, to me, shows you you're opening up in a different way. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. That made me go, wow. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, like, for the last maybe two years now, study a lot. I, I mean, I watch a lot of relationship podcasts. I study a lot of the masculine feminine stuff. I mean, it takes a lot of like understanding of relationship dynamics. And a lot of it comes down to what your morals and values are. Like you could have someone with different morals and values that might align with you better. But like, I, I have a lot of like, you know, alpha female in me with business and all these things, but like, I don't want to be that with somebody in a relationship. Like I want to be able to be the woman and be feminine and bring out that vulnerability with someone. So it, for me, it takes somebody who I feel like has a certain amount of strength to bring that out, but like being vulnerable with someone from the beginning. And I, I've been kind of the opposite yes. with like, I, from the beginning have been the one like, whoa, whoa, we need to like slow this down. Yeah. Like, you know, like I was like, I couldn't like eat or sleep like at all when we were, and I was just like this, like, I don't even like you that much. Like, I don't understand why like this is happening. Like this doesn't make any sense. Like I was messed up. So you put a guard up, you put your guard up. So like mind was like, my body was like feeling it before. Like my mind was like allowing me to. So like, for me, I've been the one that's like, I'm not ready. He's the one who's like, all right, well, like I know what I want. So like, you let me know when you're ready. So it's like, I've been the one who's like, I need time to like process and make sure that this is whatever, because I, I do feel like what, you know, there were important conversations that were never had in my last relationship from the beginning. And so for me, I'm like, I don't want to be blind by just the connection or the physicalness or whatever else is here. Like, I want to make sure that this is what I'm seeing is how I'm actually feeling. And that longevity is at the root of what we have here because I don't want to waste time. Like, I don't want to, whatever. I don't need to know that I want to marry you right now, but I need to know, like, there's a point in us being together and the end goal is the same for both of us. And unless I can see this, 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 and this in a relationship, like there's no need to go any further. So I've been the one that's kind of like, okay, I, I kind of feel some type of way, but like, I need time for this to process and I need whatever. Like I've been the one who's kind of like analytical lower and analyze it and, make sure that I feel a certain way first. But we just had this talk last night. It's like, you'll never have to worry that I'm just doing it because I'm afraid to tell you whatever, because I, I, I take the time in every step to make sure that this is how I feel. Right. Communicate it. And no, I'm not just going to say something because it feels awkward to like go against what you want. You know, I, I love that, man. I, 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 it's kind of cool because I'm hearing you, but I'm also 
on a different level, I'm going, okay, like I, I hear you talking and I believe you, but there's also that thing, I, I, I've been in enough relationships where I'm, I'm seeing the underneath it. So have you guys talked about maybe the L word yet or whatever, or whatever, or, have, or has that come up? Yeah, just very recently. Yeah, there were some, some words exchanged. <laughs> now was it, it? Now was it like like uh, uh, on a, like a level like you're at breakfast or whatever, and you're eating your protein and go, oh, by the way, <laughs> or was it during the heat of, or you know maybe you're laying in bed watching whatever whatever and you go oh by the way I mean how was it and or, or am I, or am I getting have, t- too invasive? Like, random like adult conversation about it. Actually, it wasn't like he just said it and I responded back, but like for a while he'd be like I kind of love you and I'm like you kind of love you kind of love me like (laughs) I'm like I'm not responding to that you know like I don't know how you want me to like you know and it was like his way of like being if I felt the same way or if I would like say it first so that whatever and I'm just like I know how you feel so like I don't understand why you don't just say it but there's a part of me that's like I don't know like I feel like saying like loving someone and being like in love are different feelings. So I can love you. Like I love my friends. I can love whatever. But then I think the next step is like being in love where you've been through a certain amount of things and it grows Mm -hmm. over time and whatever. So it's like, yeah. So we had this, this is like the conversation we had. And I was like, I'm sick. I'm kind of sick of you saying like, you kind of love me. I was like, I don't really know how you expect me to respond to that anymore. And so we had this conversation and I was like, so it was just like, well, yeah, I mean, I like, I love you. Like, I, I think I'm not in love with you at this point because, you know, we've, we've only been through so much and we need that needs to grow over time as we go through more experiences and make sure that we're the right fit for each other and whatever. But yeah, so we had this conversation <laughs> that we loved each other and that's, you know. I love that. I love, yeah. you know, I always say, I gotta, I gotta see you at your, I gotta make you about as mad as I think I can make you, and how you respond to that makes me go, okay, I can deal with this because I know me, and I know eventually you're gonna get to the point. I'm like, okay, she's gonna throw a shoe at me, or is she gonna be like, you know, she's gonna curse at me, or she's or she's gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna respond here in about five minutes. Then I'll know if it can go. I mean, I gotta see you at your mad because anybody. Oh, and we've what, had some, we've had some like heated, very heated discussion oh. where I mean, we're both very like headstrong, like passionate no. people. No, you, I mean, and I think, I think when, especially for him, you know, or, or both of us where we, you're experiencing something on a different level as quickly as it has. I mean, there's a lot of vulnerability and emotion. So I think things can jump to that level quicker where, you know, you're afraid in the moment or someone says something and it brings up, you know, there's been things from my past relationships that have come up through talks and it triggered me in a way I wasn't, I didn't realize. And then, then it's about communicating that later when you have time to step back and like analyze it and be like, you know, I'm sorry. Like I didn't yeah. realize, you know, whatever the case is. So it's, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's being able to communicate about that stuff with somebody and we do do that. Well, maybe not in in the moment itself, but we can step back and come back together and have a talk about it. And we do, we, we talk things through and make sure we're both good before we can move on. I think it's beautiful what you go through. And I was going to ask you, like, are you afraid of putting that on your thing? So, because I like to read the comments. And so the first time that he was revealed, you know, I think somebody said, hey, is that your boyfriend? I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And sometimes I wonder, like, did you have a, a, like, a hesitancy? Like, because sometimes no matter how 
progressive we think we are in society, especially many. I mean, I think of all the Midwestern cities, I think Minneapolis is the, or, or, you know, was perceived, at least in my book, was uh, the tops as far as progressiveness. And then, you know, all hell broke loose a couple years ago. <laughs> but so that being said, though, were you hesitant because of that? Because he is, you know, African-American or he I know he's mixed. Is he is Puerto Rican or what is he? No. I mean, he's he's African-American. OK, yeah. So yeah. now was there a hesitancy for you to, to have the world look at it or were you like worried like, oh, you know, some of my followers, I might lose followers because sometimes, you know, you don't know until it happens. You go, well, I didn't know that person yeah. thought that way. So was there a hesitancy? And have you guys talked about like, have you been somewhere and the situation comes up where you hear somebody say something and you have to let it go or whatever? And it, maybe maybe it, it triggers something or and who knows? And, and this is just being for real. Like what happens if maybe you get pulled over and there's a cop or whatever? I mean, because that, that, that's yeah. a real thing you know yeah. i mean that's happened to me before that's why i asked so has it was there hesitancy on you on that point uh no like he he was worried how i would feel i mean i've never i've never once ever posted a guy on my instagram i've had instagram since 2013 i didn't get it until after i was out of my last relationships like i said it's been nine years and even guys that i've dated for short periods of time i've never i'm not somebody who posts my my personal dating life on social media and tell me, I know I follow you. Trust me. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> and I told him, cause he's like, you've never posted someone. I'm like, no. And I'm like, but I will, if it's something significant in my life, because I feel like that shows other people who I am. And, and I, I want to tell my story too. Cause I've been through a lot to get to this point of like being in a relationship again. And so I, I enjoy people seeing that. And I, I really don't care what other people think, honestly, like I'm sure there's people who feel some type of way about it. Like, I really don't care. I mean, I've, I've dated other races. I've dated, I mean, to me, it, it makes no difference. And I understand that there's scenarios that could come up or the realness of like the severity of it. We've, we've talked yeah. about it with our future and things that, that could come up. I'm, I'm learning a lot too. Um, I think it's, we're learning together. I mean, I, but I don't know. I mean, everyone thinks he's a pro athlete. They asked him like, we <laughs> could place for the Vikings or, you know, I mean, so I think people look at us like we're some like, significant someone when we're out. And I think, and I, I mean, this could just be like my own whatever, but I think if you're a pro athlete, you can date whoever you want. And people just think it's because you're a big deal and you can just date whoever you want. Right. But if you're Joe Schmo off the street and you're an interracial couple, you know, you're viewed very differently. Yeah, I mean, like if you were out with me, whatever, they'd probably say, well, he's a supermodel and she's a supermodel, so they look good together. You know, where he's, you know, out with you and they think he's a pro athlete, which I would think yeah. too. So, I mean, regardless yeah. of the fact, regardless of the fact, you're both two good looking people and I'm glad you guys are together. And it's good to see you kind of, like I said, it's good to see your vulnerability out there and still doing your thing. I think that's beautiful. And also, you mentioned this, and I want to get to this before we get out of here, is that you have some unrelated to fitness business ventures that you're doing now. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things is I've just been like collaborating with a lot of um, clinics and places around here. Like um, there's an Adina plastic surgery center. They're like the largest surgery center in the state. So I've been collaborating with them. So they're referring patients directly to me that, you know, need to lose weight or get healthy to a certain extent before they qualify okay. for certain things. Um, a few chiropractor businesses and some different um, therapy centers that want someone they can work directly with for their patients. So I've been kind of developing some of those relationships, but then I um, just got involved as a founding member um, in a business called Govi. Govi, is it G-O-V-E-E? G-O-V-V-I. V-V-I? G-O-V-V-I, Govi. 
Okay. So it's yeah. gold. V- v- v. Uh, it's for gas. So it's, it is one product and it basically just, I mean, when you fill up your fuel tank, you're burning probably 80% of the fuel that you're putting there. The rest of it is emissions that goes off into the environment. So Govi is basically a gas tab that goes into your gas tank. When you fill up, it allows you to burn 99% of the fuel that you're using. Um, so you're actually saving money on gas. And like, for me, I drive a Mercedes C 300 and I have nice. to use a 91 octane or higher, but with these tabs, it brings you up five points. So I can fill up with an 87, throw one of those in there and I'm saving 15 or $20 right off the bat with these tabs. And then you're burning more fuel. You're getting eight or nine more gallons per mile just because you're burning more of the fuel that you're putting in there. So great. Good for you. Great for it's, you. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I, I, um, it's, it is an MLM. Uh, I've never been into those markets or businesses before just because of the, I mean, the negativity that is surrounding them, but I have a friend that is kind of higher up in the business and I got involved in it and it's like doing amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I get a shipment every month and just save money on gas. It's just one product. So now, do you, even though like fitness bought you this, do you see yourself kind of eventually kind of phasing out maybe, or maybe even starting a fitness uh, company with trainers and you kind of phase out of this? Because it seems like to me, you're about to be a business mogul. I mean, honestly, it seems like because you're using everything, which you should, you're using everything that you have, your looks, your physique, your, you know, you're on here with me. So that's going to bring you, I don't know how much money. So like, it, it, are, do you see yourself eventually like maybe phasing out or, or ch- like I said, changing and maybe having people under you and you going into other businesses unrelated to fitness? I don't know. Like I've always wanted to do a lot more speaking, which is why I like doing the podcast. I like to talk. I feel like it's easy for me, for people to understand what I'm saying and feel more of what's coming for me. Um, so I, I like to get into more speaking on like a higher level, doing more of that kind of stuff. Um, Angela and I have talked about doing some fitness related stuff together and, you know, making some different videos and reels and kind of getting into that side of things. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I've always been very open to where things take me. It would be really weird to be outside of the, at least like the mental health and health industry. Yeah. But whether it would be more of the, you know, spiritual, mental, whatever side was speaking or the health related side, because I think all of it is so encompassing. And that's always something that I've preached. I really don't think you can have one without the other. So anything that I can get into that allows me to like speak on that platform or like get into that platform or just get my, you know, message out to the world or, you know, teach people something that they may not think of in a different way. Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, be involved with it. So I, I guess I don't know where that'll eventually take me, but I, I like having different avenues of different things and, you know, just doing a little bit of everything. I, I don't like the monotony of, you know, this one track. Yeah. Well, I, oh. I, I personally see that with you. Like, I think, I mean, I, like I said, I think fitness is always going to be there, obviously. Yeah. But I see you eventually kind of phasing out and like being a, I think you'd be a tremendous motivational speaker and telling your, your story because I mean, I think girls should look up to somebody like you because it's like, that's what they need. They need a strong person. I mean, a strong female, an attractive female to tell them, Hey, you know what? I've been there, whatever, or, you know, take this track or, or even, or open your mind up to it. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think you would be tremendous at that. I think people would, first of all, you would be stunning because you walk through the door like, oh my God, who's this? You're 6'2", so you're, I mean, you would grab their attention. So, we, I mean, the minute you walk through the door, all eyes on you, and then you deliver the goods. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do that kind of stuff. You'd be and great I at that. that. Earlier with, you know, seeing my vulnerability and stuff or whatever, it's social media is interesting because it's like I have a business and this is my business and I'm running. So I'm preaching certain things, but it's like, there's always a side of people that you don't get to see on there, which is what I think this relationship shows people is I know I come off as this intimidating, straightforward. I can be sort of mysterious in a certain way, but like, that's not really who I am. Like the people that are closer to me or, you know, the people in my personal relationships know that I'm actually this like super nerdy, like weird, you know, trick kind of person that I, you know, but it's like, that's not what everyone gets to see. So being able to have people see more of that is like yeah. fun for me because people are surprised by it. Like, I don't know if people knew that I, you know, dated even, or that I dated black guys or that I dated white guys, or they don't even know, they don't know nothing about that side of me. So maybe it surprised people. Maybe it, it didn't. I don't, I really have, I don't really know, but I think there's a lot of things that people don't know about me that will continue to surprise them, you know? Well, it's that mysteriousness that sometimes you should keep a little bit of that because that makes people more intrigued. Like, what is she really like? You're like, really? Would you like to know? Maybe, maybe an OnlyFans, you know, but, but the good kind, maybe, maybe, maybe a good kind of OnlyFans, not, not that kind, but the good, the good kind where you, you know, you, you let the, you let your, 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 you know, your guard down, but not like that, but not like that. But I mean, but you know, maybe an OnlyFans, maybe. It's like, it's like an OnlyFans, but like, what is it? Like the Disney, like a Disney rating, like a G like a G-rated OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, like a G-rated OnlyFans. Like, okay, what's she really like? And you and you have a, I don't know, you do like a monologue or something. <laughs> it's, it's actually, you do a, a motivational speech, but you're like in a bikini. So they get the best of both worlds. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, I guess that was good. And like every week it's something like that. The guy's like, all right, here we go. And, and it's all, and it's just you doing something positive, but like you're working out while you're saying it, you know, like you're going, you could be anything you want to be. And life is about, but you're working out, but you're like in a bikini and like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I'll keep tuning in. I mean, you know, it's got to be something like that where it's like, right. it's it's not that dirty, but it's like, ugh. It's like, okay. You know? Uh, it's like the guy that does all the crazy fitness stuff that kind of went viral. Like he's putting like a bench, like hanging from his belt, like doing pull-ups. Yeah, and- yeah I, I can't watch that <laughs> shit. I mean, I really don't. I'm like, you know, I'm done. I mean, there's only so much I'll watch where I go, okay, this is just crazy. You, go, you try to go into any gym in America and you rig that shit up. <laughs> And you're doing a pull up with a bench, with a bench press around your weight. Yeah. Somebody go, hey, you need to get down and get the hell out of here. I mean, seriously, no gym in America is going to let you come in and right. do some shit like that. And by right. the way, and by the way, I want to ask you before it slipped my mind, whatever, is there ever going to be a book coming out? Maybe, maybe, maybe you could tease a book. I think people would like to really know that, especially where you're at now and with, and with your fan base. I mean, you, you're getting a lot of fans, whatever. And I've saw the, 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 uh, the comments, whatever. I'm telling you, maybe a book or something about fitness and about life because you 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 practice what you preach, which is what I love. I mean, I, honestly, if you follow your her Instagram, you'll see that she practices what she preaches. So maybe maybe a book, maybe in the near future. I've always like wanted to do that, but it's I'm I need like a ghostwriter or something. Like I'm so overwhelmed by like putting putting something together and putting all. You know, I would need someone to be like all right, these are the things you need to write down in this order. And this is whatever. But I mean, I think that's why I like speaking. Cause once you ask me questions, I get going. I can just be like, blah, 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 blah. Trust but- me. I know. Trust me. I know. Trust me. <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> 
but it's yeah. a good, but it's but it's a good though. But that's why I have you because I knew something was gonna. I, and I want, and I'm trying to to chisel and see what's beneath the surface. That's why I love that you had a relationship. But I'm like, oh, well, I gotta ask her this. I, I gotta see now, you know, the chisel, the the, the hard exterior. Yeah. And it's like you said, you got a little teddy bear. But here's something that I didn't see from you that you mentioned, and I want to. You say you're kind of a hippie, and I'm like a hippie in what way? Because I remember. Oh, I, what am I, what does my sister call me? Like she calls me crunchy, but it's just like, uh, would I always say like semi crunchy, like not crunchy on the surface, but like crunchy on the inside, maybe like a, what's that mean? What kind of can on the inside, but like, I don't know, like I get in, like I have <clears throat> Angela makes fun of me, but I have like crystals and like, I study like Eastern astrology and numerology. And like, I have apps that I follow and every day I watch like, YouTube videos for some of the transits and I burn stage and I, I mean, I have, a, <clears throat> I'm very like up on what kind of like, you know, stuff I use at my place and what I clean with. And, you know, so I got like sort of that side and I was, I kind of went through like an extreme hippie phase back when I was like healing from stuff. Cause I just really thought that every little thing was, you know, I was kind of in like a hypochondriac hippie phase where I right. just really, thought, you know, and then you yeah. kind of learn to balance with it. Like, Oh, I really like these aspects of, being, you know, living this sort of lifestyle. And I really like these things. And then you kind of figure out whatever. So I, <clears throat> I that's why I say hippie, but it's kind of like, um, uncontemporary hippie maybe. Okay. So you weren't like hippie, like no deodorant hippie. You were like, <laughs> well, I'm just asking. I mean, cause honestly, no. I'm, I'm kind of like that. Like I'll go put it this way. If I run out of deodorant, I don't, make it a point to go get some unless I'm actually out and I go, oh yeah. I mean, if I, if I, if I don't have deodorant for like a week, I don't freak out. I just go, well, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I really do. I'm, that's what kind of hippie I am. I'm, I'm like, okay. and I believe in like, and I believe in the crystals and I, when I go to sleep at night, I'll play my YouTube videos of manifesting dreams, whatever. And I have it playing when I'm sleeping. So it, it's seeping in I, you know, through osmosis. And honestly, I believe in that. Whenever I have the yeah. house to myself, I play that all through the day and I just believe having a good aura in, in yeah. your house and everything. It, it, I just yeah. think it improves everything. So that's why, you know, I love having you on because you got that little bitty hippie of in you that now I wanted to find that out about you also. Yeah. And before we get out of here, I know I know I got to run by, but I want to know, like, you ever, have you read the book, The Project 369? That, that's my new thing. I have not. Mm-hmm. It, you, I'm going to, I'll, I'll show you a picture of it and text it to you when we get off here. But that book has helped me big time. It's called Project 369. It's, it's based off the, uh, by Nikola Tesla. And it really has done miracles in my life. And I think you'd like it. It has a manifest uh, journal that I, I got. I just recently got that also. And so, man, I'm seeing some miracles in my life. And I think you, and I think you'd like it, especially how you're living your life and us being yeah. like, you know, like this. And, you know, I, I think well, you would like it. I love the law of attraction stuff. I watch a lot of those videos abraham hicks or like bill goddard like all that stuff i i love and i mean you you learn a balance with some of the math because there's a point where you you're overthinking and then you're pushing instead of allowing so i i mean there's a point where you you read it and you listen to it you integrate it but you can't almost focus on it too much because then it's like a resistance thing you know i know now like don't say want or need and you yeah. can say I am or, you know, whatever. And then sometimes the hardest part, at least for me, how it's worked for me, the hardest part is letting stuff go, mm-hmm. but having belief that it's going to come to you. And that's yeah. the hard. Sometimes you hang on to something so hard. Like, oh, I want this. I want this. And it's not coming. And it's so frustrating. And I've learned through the hard way that you let it go. Yeah. And it comes to you like, wow, it does work. But all the stuff like that has happened is when I've let it go and basically yeah. let it go to the universe because the universe hears 
everything. And even yeah. though it, it might not look like it's working, it does. And I think it was, I, I think I was going, man, what am I going to do? Blah, blah. And I just remembered you. And I think we connected and it's like, boom, yes, have her on again. It was something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. reconnected with you. So I'm a firm believer in that. And that's why, honestly, I love because I love your energy and I just love everything about your site. Like I said, you practice what you preach and that is what I love from you. And I love seeing your growth. Not that you weren't growing before, but now seeing that vulnerability and that, that picture of you kissing your man. God damn, that, that, that hit me in a different way than, than what you uh-huh. know. And I go, man, good for her. And it just touched me in a different way and it just shows your growth. And I think that's beautiful. So I know Thank we got to wrap it up here. So is there anything else you want to uh, tell anybody what you got coming out or what's coming up or anything? Gosh, I don't think so. I feel like we covered a lot today. <laughs> I do too, honestly. I really do. I was like, I was looking at, okay, what are we going to do different? But it's like, there's always something different in your life, but it's a no, good thing. It was good. It was good. I'm glad. I mean, I, I feel like every time, every time I do a podcast, it's like hormones and whatever. So it's fun to be able to talk about other things that, you know, are well, in my you know, well, that's, so. that's, what I, that's what I do. I try to bring it out of you, you know, yeah. I mean, even though my heart was broke watching you with him, I'm, I'm happy you're in good hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but don't, but don't tell him I said that. Last thing I need is him knocking oh. on my door. You I don't want to. Because when I post this, he's definitely not going to watch it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be the secret. <laughs> I'll be your only fan. I'll be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Casey. Matter of fact, I learned Lee from following his Instagram that your name is Casey Lee. I learned that. Oh, yep. See, because I was doing my research, I got, well, I got to find something new. And then, so I watched his Instagram. I go, aha, Casey Lee Shepard. I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So good for you. Casey Lee, thank you so much again for being my guest. And I mean, if if you guys get a chance, follow her uh, Instagram, which is? C Shepard IFBB. Trust me, it's going to be inspirational to you to work out, just to be a better person. Go to her website. Tell you, it's everything you think it is, and then some. Her, her life is wide open. You'll see it, and who knows? Maybe you'll be inspired to be a better person, just like I have been. Casey, thank you so much. You're as beautiful as always. I'm glad your life is is transforming the way it should be, and I think it's. I wish you nothing but the best, girl. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, and thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT, and you know how I say about this time. You know the word, pay.